I'm Jonathan Goldstein, host of Wiretap. Each week you're invited to listen in on my telephone conversations, whether funny, sad, wistful, or even slightly strange. You never know just what you might hear on Wiretap. Uh, I mean, I knew you had a show. I just, I just didn't think that people actually listened to it. Howard, That's you... the breath of your genius, Jonathan. It's not just that you're funny, but you can be cripplingly, poignantly depressing. The Wiretap Archives, available on CBC Listen, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This podcast is an extended version of The Debaters, which may contain more mature themes. To stream the radio-friendly version of this episode, download the CBC Listen app or go to cbc.ca slash the debaters. And thanks for listening to the CBC. Hey, Canada! We're Toronto Make You Laugh from Toronto, Ontario. It's the Debaters! fight with facts and funny, and this audience picks the winner. Now here's a man who we consider the Tyrannosaurus Rex of comedy, Steve Patterson! Hey! Hello, Canada! Welcome back to the debaters. It's me, the Tyrannosaurus Rex of comedy. We're back in the great city of Toronto, a town that is home to the worst rush hour in all of Canada. We did it! We did it, Toronto! Way to go, everybody. People here spend up to 199 hours stuck in traffic on a typical Monday. (laughs) Now, we don't technically air during rush hour, but in Toronto, that doesn't matter. It's always rush hour. So for those of you listening to the show, stuck in traffic in your vehicles, just know that the live audience here at the Glen Gould is also stuck. Unable to move for the next couple hours at least. But they get to see my beautiful made for radio face. Yeah. So we're going to call this one a draw. Now, let's meet two debaters who have definitely found their station in life. This comic believes that if an earthquake happens in California, it will be San Andreas' fault. It's Rebecca Northern! Rebecca Northern! There's Rebecca. Hi! Taking her place to my left. Always a pleasure. And this comic once went to buy some soup, but they were out of stock. It's Arthur Simeon! Arthur Simeon! Making his way calmly and coolly to my right. Debaters. Your topic is fun for the whole family. Nepotism. (laughs) Is it something we need to stop? Yes, some people have family who give them unfair advantages in their industries. Perhaps the most famous example is Darth Vader and his son, Luke. (laughs) Remember when Darth said, join me and together we can rule the galaxy as father and son? That was basically Vader saying, Luke, I have an opening in the Death Star's mailroom. <laughs> but to his credit, Luke didn't want a handout from his father, so instead, Vader gave him a handoff. <laughs> Pretty good Star Wars joke, and if you don't get it, look it up! <laughs> 
Now for a debate that promises to be a rogue one. So, whereas it usually stops the best person from getting the job, be it resolved, it's time to end the practice of nepotism. Rebecca, you are arguing for this, please. You have two minutes. Starting now, Rebecca Northern. Thank you. Nepotism. When people with fame or power give jobs to family members, now, friends, lean in. I know that you will all agree with me. We go to work to get away from our families. <laughs> Who wants to be at a board meeting that's more like Thanksgiving dinner? You try to give a quarterly report, but your dad keeps interrupting. No, 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 no. Give it here, give it here. I'll show you how it's done. Back in my day, boy, we knew how to give a quarterly report. Or, Auntie Joanne, could we get a budget update? Oh, no, we can't because Auntie Jo is three sheets to the wind because she can't admit what everyone else in the family knows to be true, and that's that her husband, Uncle Terry, is gay. <laughs> Just my family? <laughs> Nepo babies. That's a hot, fresh term. It means the children of Hollywood celebrities who may have been given a leg up because of their last name or because they look like their famous parents. Nepo babies, lean in. There is no pride in being a famous baby. Babies are dumb. <laughs> Nepotism. Did you know that we can thank the Catholic Church for that word? This is a fact. Italian for this is nepotismo, from the Latin root nepos, meaning nephew, specifically referring to Catholic popes and bishops of the Middle Ages appointing their nephews to positions of privilege inside the church. Surprise, surprise. I think we can all agree that some of the problems inside the Catholic Church today might be related to bishops bringing their sexy nephews to work. <laughs> it is time to put the practice of nepotism to bed before somebody's nephew gets cuddled by the wrong coworker. <laughs> with a great argument against nepotism. Now, here to prove that when it comes to celebrating nepotism, he's the man for the job. <laughs> Let's give two minutes to Arthur Simeon. End the practice? No, nepotism is not a practice. Nepotism is why we're all thriving here today, okay? Everyone in this room managed to stay alive because someone decided to feed, clothe, and educate you because of a blood relation. And by looking at most of you, it wasn't because of merit. <laughs> this show is produced not by those who deserve to be here, but by Steve's Patterson friends and family, okay? <laughs> Why? Because it guarantees loyalty to him, and when you hire your kin, you're guaranteed to get laughs at all your puns and jokes. <laughs> He's gotten away with it this far because the show is a hit, okay? <laughs> Nepotism saves us time and money. Any job opening requires advertising, reading resumes, 
and conducting interviews, all of which can be avoided by hiring your spouse, siblings, or your best friend, okay? <laughs> you already know their weaknesses, and they can't lie to you. I'm stuck in traffic doesn't work when you live with your boss. Do you understand? <laughs> Nepotism has given us monarchies all across the world, which we're all obsessed with. And because Oshawa weddings are not televised, only royal weddings give us a chance to watch cousins get married on TV. <laughs> Nepotism allows mediocrity to thrive, gives a chance gives a chance to those who have been given so much already to have some more. Okay? Without nepotism, Canada wouldn't have a prime minister. Some provinces wouldn't have a premier. And there would be no monopolies controlling telecommunications and groceries. Nepotism ensures that the white person gets the job every single time. And it sounds like heaven to me, thank you. Wow. Arthur Simeon, with a very, very well-worded argument on behalf of nepotism, which makes me wonder, who wrote that for you, Arthur? <laughs> it's time for the bare knuckle round. We're debating whether it's time to end nepotism, so I'll see if I can bias some time as you start Kardashian to the finish line to get that bald win. There's no Weston for the wicked. So let's play Trudeau Dare now. I'd like to thank my esteemed opponent for bringing up the monopolies of technology companies and grocery stores by um, maybe doing a little bit of an audience poll. I'm going to give you the name of a family and the company that they run, and we're just going to see, you know, what the general population thinks. The Walton family, Walmart. The Weston family, Loblaws. Rogers family, Rogers. Real quick, how many of you have been to Walmart or a Western this week? Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Do them all you want and then go there tomorrow, you hypocrite. Okay? Let me ask you, Rebecca. Ask what me. do you have against your family, okay? Why won't you hire them, you know? Why won't I hire my family? Yes. All right, I would not hire my own grandmother because she was, God bless her, extremely passive aggressive. This is how my grandmother would ask me what I did on the weekend. What did you do this weekend? Don't lie to me. Okay, fair, that is passive aggressive, but also perfect for any HR department in the world. All right, that's the bare knuckle round, everybody. Turned into a... Either a tribute or diss to Rebecca's grandmother. <laughs> All right, debaters. It's time now for the firing line. In my hand, I have a list of questions on ending nepotism brought to you by my daughter Scarlett's lemonade stand, the official lemonade of the debaters. <laughs> and not just because she's my daughter, it's delicious. 
According to businessnewsdaily.com, if you are going to hire family, you should ask yourself three questions. Why do I want to do it? Can we maintain a professional relationship? And what? Rebecca. Is it legal to murder my cousin, Corey? <laughs> Seems pretty specific. Arthur. Why do I own a strip club? <laughs> the actual answer. Why do I want to do it? Can we maintain a professional relationship? And what are my goals? Same thing. What did actress Gwyneth Paltrow recently say was a benefit of nepotism? Rebecca? That coming from a Hollywood acting and directing family 100% qualifies her to give medical advice. The audience has given you two points, and I agree. She actually said it makes you work twice as hard to overcome it. It's a good thing we have one of her candles here to calm everyone. <laughs> In 2022, Ontario Premier Doug Ford received backlash for appointing his nephew, Michael Ford, to what cabinet position? Arthur. Minister of Wetlands and Wedding Gifts. Good answer. Two points, Arthur. Rebecca? Uh, I would say in this case, the truth is the punchline from the family that brought you Doug Ford, Rob Ford. They appointed Michael Ford as the Minister of Citizenship and Multiculturalism. <laughs> that is the right answer. It is the right answer. And now, I am in an existential crisis. <laughs> That's the firing line, everybody. Here we go, into the home stretch. On our nepotism debate, it is almost time for our Glenn Gould studio audience to vote. But first, here again with some positive words on nepotism that his grandfather gave to him, please welcome Arthur Simeon. Thank you, Steve. If you hate nepotism, you're simply letting the world know that your parents are failures and you have no rich friends. <laughs> nepotism is about loving your family, and if giving them opportunities they don't deserve is wrong, then I don't want to be right. <laughs> Marie Curie was originally known as the wife to Pierre Curie until she proved she was the smarter scientist, and now we have four generations of curious dominating all fields of science. Sure, your relatives are not going to be as brilliant as the curious, but you won't know that until you hire them over more qualified people. <laughs> At least that's what my dad told me when he handed me the family business. Thank you. Arthur Simeon. Good point. Good point. Now, to tell us why the word nepotism should actually be nopotism, as far as she's concerned, let's hear again from Rebecca Northern. Bosses of the world, lean in. Stop hiring your relatives. Do you want the whole world to know that your nasty, gnarled, embarrassing family tree is in desperate need of pruning? Bottom line, 
If you hire people that share your DNA, you cannot sleep with your coworkers. <laughs> Former Toronto Mayor John Tory knew this. In closing, I would like to express my profound gratitude for this gig by publicly giving thanks to my favorite uncle, Steve Patterson. <laughs> Thank you, Rebecca, my third favorite niece. <laughs> Audience, it's time to vote by applause. Who believed that Rebecca earned every single laugh she got with her anti-nepotism netterings, Rebecca Norman? Okay, a lot of support there. And who believes that Arthur could care less because he thinks you're all just gonna hand him the win anyway, Arthur Simeon? Listening to the debaters on CBC Radio One. Want to be a part of the debating action? For upcoming tour dates, visit cbc.ca/thedebaters. Hello, I'm Jess Milton. For 15 years, I produced the Vinyl Cafe with the late great Stuart McLean. Every week, more than two million people tuned in to hear funny, fictional, feel-good stories about Dave and his family. We're excited to welcome you back to the warm and welcoming world of the Vinyl Cafe with our new podcast, Backstage at the Vinyl Cafe. Each week, we'll share two hilarious stories by Stuart. And for the first time ever, I'll tell you what it was like behind the scenes. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Toronto, are you ready to meet your next pair of debaters? I thought so. This comedian was about to win a staring contest, but he lost it in the blink of an eye. It's Chris Locke! Chris Locke! Toronto's own, making his way to the stage, looking very relaxed in a robe and a towel. Chris Locke, thank you. And this comic once lost her voice yelling at a herd of ponies and ended up as a horse whisperer. It's Juliana Rodriguez! Juliana, making her way to the stage now, taking her place at the podium behind me. To my right, debaters, your topic is one that might make you steamed. Spas. Is a day at the spa really that relaxing? Premier Doug Ford proposed removing 850 trees from public waterfront lands at Ontario Place to build a large private spa. I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry, he's not here. As far as I'm concerned, if you'd like to relax while listening to the soothing sounds of nature, I recommend sitting underneath one of the 850 trees still standing at Ontario Place. Right? It might not be as fancy, but it's free. Plus, there's still a good chance someone down there will offer to lather your bare body with oil. Because it's across the street from the exhibition grounds. Now, for a debate that we hope rubs all of us the right way. There's probably a better way to put that. Anyway, 
Whereas time spent in tranquility refreshes our physical and mental well-being, be it resolved that nothing is more relaxing than a day at the spa. Chris, obviously you're arguing for this. You have two minutes. Starting now, Chris Locke. Nothing is more relaxing than a day at the spa. I should know. I just came from one. I'm so relaxed, it's crazy. I feel like I'm floating inside a giant marshmallow. I feel so good. So good. All of my tension has disappeared. I feel like I could be peeing right now, and I wouldn't even know. And that's literally the best feeling. Don't believe me? Ask Marcus. Who's Marcus? Why, he's the man who just poured oil all over me and rubbed me into a huge mound of Play-Doh. The air smelled like lavender, and I could hear, like, the sounds of a waterfall playing a harp or something. Look, we need our spa days. The world is so stressful. Have you been outside? It's awful out there. Everyone is mad at me. I didn't do anything. Hot tub is never mad at you. The world is hard. Trust me, I know. I'm an idiot. Everything is hard for me. Sometimes when I'm feeling tense, I cry out for Marcus. Marcus! Thank you. That was Chris Locke. Now, to tell us why a day at the spa is just too much acupressure for anyone to bear, it's Juliana Rodriguez. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, has anyone here ever asked themselves, where can I spend $120 to sit next to someone that's slowly peeing themselves? <laughs> While humming a Prince song? <laughs> then you should go to the spa, okay? Spas are traumatizing. I went to the spa once with my mom and she just started oversharing about her life while peeling dead skin off her knees. <laughs> Secrets are revealed. That's where you find out about second families, actually, is at <laughs> the spa. People get too relaxed. She told me this for the first time. She just looked me dead in my eyes and she's like, you know, when you were born, they used a surgical vacuum to get you out. <laughs> I was like, I came here to relax. <laughs> You know what I mean? Not to find out the real reason I'm not a hat person, okay? <laughs> Thank you. It's also full of rich people, okay? For someone like me, going to the spa is a treat, but for most people, it's where they go to like open up about their latest oil spill or something. 
<laughs> and also, there's obviously a huge gender inequality gap at the spa, okay? I'm not a men's rights activist, but I do think there's a shortage of young men at the spa. <laughs> I think there's a lack of visibility for men with sturdier hairlines, in my opinion. <laughs> and I just can't stand for that type of inequality. I don't know what, like personally, I am so offended by this. I refuse to get in another hot tub that doesn't have a bunch of hot men sitting in it. That's it. Julian Rodriguez, everybody. Yes, she is against spas. It is time for the bare knuckle round. We're debating whether nothing beats a day at the spa, so it's time to get steamed and sweat it out, or this may end in a Thai massage. <laughs> Show which one of you detox the talk so I can't be jacuzzed of being partial. Some of you saw know what I did there. It's all right, it's all right. Better exfoliate than never. Let's see who can weed wrap this one up now. Okay, Juliana, you said there's only ever older, out of shape, bald, sad men in the spa, right? Yeah. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> you know how you said your mom was peeling dead skin off her knees and talking about how the gross way you were born, etc. Yeah, yeah. That's not a spa problem, that's a your mom problem. <laughs> it just sounds like you want to be naked in front of people against their will. That's like your whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> that is one accepted point by Chris. Yes. That's why I spent $50 on a taser that's disguised as a lip balm. Can tasers still work in a hot tub? <laughs> That's a good place to stop it. That's the bare knuckle round. It's time now for the firing line. In my hand, I have a list of questions on the benefits of spending a day at the spa brought to you by IKEA's newly introduced Swedish massage service. <laughs> Booking with Alan is the key. <laughs> I like it. What is the name of the 2016 horror movie based on going to a wellness spa? Chris. Mud bath, blood bath. <laughs> okay. Juliana? Eat, pray, pay $600 for a massage. Also, also good, yep. Yes, the crowd just realizing. The uh, 2016 horror movie based on going to a wellness spa was called The Cure for Wellness. 
Lists of bizarre spa treatments around the world include a snake massage in Israel, leech therapy in Austria, and what treatment right here in Toronto? Juliana. Uh, raccoon relaxation. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you two points for that. Chris. The new treatment that is popular right here in Toronto is middle finger waving at Queen's Park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. That's good for one and a half points. That was good. People liked it. The actual treatment that's actually available in Toronto is a 24-karat gold organic facial. Oh, yeah, I got that. <laughs> that's the firing line, everybody. Cruising right along here. It is almost time for our theater audience to pick a winner, but first, here to wax poetically about why spending a day at the spa gets under her skin, let's hear again from Juliana Rodriguez. Uh, I think if you go to the spa, you're basically a glorified rotisserie chicken. Okay. <laughs> you're just there, naked, in a heated sauna, cooking. Okay, might as well put a tomato in your mouth and brush your body off with some gravy, you know? <laughs> it's like the second you get out, someone's gonna bop you over the head, cover you with a stainless steel lid, and make you the centerpiece at a European wedding. That's... <laughs> you know, and do you really want to share a steam room with Chris? You know? Just be real, okay? <laughs> Avoid the spa at all costs. <laughs> Juliana, hey, put the chest hair back in. We're not allowed to bring props? No. Oh, God. <laughs> now, to tell us why anyone who bad talks spas should keep their eucalypts shut, <laughs> let's hear from Chris Locke. I love getting naked in a new place. It's so exciting. Look at me, I'm naked in a place. And I'm allowed to be naked here for once. Then I put on my bathing suit and wade into the salt water pool and yell, look at me, I'm in a salt water. And everyone goes, shh. But it's okay, I understand, they're tense. They need to relax. But it's hard for me to not yell in a spa. I'm so excited. So what I do is I go underwater and I yell my ass off. <laughs> I posit to you that nothing is more relaxing than a day at the spa. If you don't believe me, then I'll show you around and I will hold your towel. Thank you. Chris Lock, on behalf of spas, Julian Rodriguez is against. Let's see what the audience has decided. By applause, who agreed with Juliana that a day at the spa never has a truly happy ending? Juliana Rodriguez. Okay. A lot of love there for Juliana. And which of you will stand up in unison with Chris Locke and proudly declare with him, I am Spartacus, Chris Locke. Pretty big. It's very close, but I've got to give this one to the slightly scary man to my left, Chris Locke. It's okay to go to the spot.
Five's a beautiful, relaxing day. Big hand for Chris Locke and Juliana Rodriguez, everybody. Well, that's all for this week. I'm Steve Patterson saying I hope our verbal sparring has been like an audio spa for you. I'll argue with you again soon, Canada. Good night. The Debaters is created by Richard Side. This week's episode was produced by Josh Bailey, Graham Clark, Chloe Edbrook, Nicole Callender, and Tracy Rideout. With continuity by Graham Clark, Diana Francis, and Gary Jones. Technical production by James Perella and Chris Sampson. Story editing by Gary Jones. With special thanks to Katie Ellen Humphreys and David Pride. Executive producer of CBC Radio Comedy is Lee Pitts. And thanks to everyone at the Glenn Gould Studio in Toronto. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.